Synth and Electronic Music Show brought to you by the Coastal Electronauts here in Whitstable. My name is Peter Point and I'm joined by co-presenter Clive Walpole coming to you live from the Sonic Shed. Ah, hey Peter. It's great to be in the Sonic Shed. Yeah, it sounds like a dungeon in here with that tripping, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> well, tonight we've got a bit of um, RT80 vibe. Yeah, yeah, mixed bag tonight. But um, we're starting off with a bit of a mellow vibe with King of Warworths. Yeah, this is... Um... John Brooks, well, also known as King of Woolworths and the Advisory Circle, is um, a ghost box artist of the Ghost Box label. And uh, this is a track from the album The Illustration Musicale from oh. 2003, called uh, one of the many tracks, I think, in the world, called Delia Derbyshire. I've heard of her. I have.
King of Woolworths, Illustration Musicali. Yeah, that's um, quite a sort of retro sound, I like that. And yeah. a lot of the ghost book stuff is sort of the hauntology vibe to it. So. I like the way it started off with a bit of a bossa nova. Yeah. Speak, isn't it? Yeah. Retro bossa nova. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. We've got another ghost box artist next as well, Belbury Polly. Yeah, Belbury Polly. That's um, Jim Jupp. And yeah, he's an alter ego, he's Bilberry Polly. And uh, Bilberry Polly, it comes from um, a fictional institution that was created in uh, books of C.S. Lewis. Oh. And um, it's always been described, Bilberry Polly, as um, upbeat, electronic, rustic, prog rock. Yeah. It's quite a mix. I've never seen the prog rock bit in it, but I can see the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, this one's The Willows from the album The Willows.
sort of sounded a bit sort of gothicy in the background as well, didn't it? That sort of sound. Like yeah, that. yeah. A, bit, a bit of the of the library music vibe as well, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's the sort of the inspiration for that kind of music. I think. Yeah, library music. Apparently, that track was used by Paul Weller. Really? On the album. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, just looked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. He re- reworked it for his track Earthbeat, apparently. Yeah. Uh. Listen to that. Yeah. Hmm. The Blue Tech label, who is uh, Evan Bartholomew, he's kindly sent through a new Lisa Belladonna album, yeah. which is uh, called Morning Light. Morning, spelled M-O-U-R-N. Yeah. Um, it's from a collaboration she did with a visual artist, Alicia Jean Banderelli, and they uh, set, up, set up in an art gallery, and she improvised and played with them. So there's some sort of long tracks on there. There's some really good stuff. A lot of it's quite ambient-y, but I'm going to play a little snippet from uh, one of the pieces where she gets it gets a bit more upbeat and synthy. Well, yeah, like yeah. It, yeah, I love Lucy Belladonna stuff. Yeah, yeah. And she's amazing. She's amazing player, expert in the Moog. Yeah, yeah. So this is um, Morning Light, Mark 3, Nectar.
that was an excerpt from uh, Morning Light Part 3. Big jazz vibe there. Certainly sharing our chops on the old keyboard. Yeah, yeah, I love that (laughs) deep reverb as well on there. Mm. Bit Angelusy, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. That's great. Well, that's coming out soon. The album. Oh, on the 6th of August. Mm. It's released on the Blue Tech label. Well, we'll have to watch out for that one. Yeah. So moving on to uh, a local artist. Yeah, local <laughs> pioneer, yeah. Daphne Oram. Yeah, we um, went to um, the Daphne Oram Centre, didn't we? It's we like did. part of the Canterbury Christchurch. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. University. Yeah, it's good she's actually uh, commemorated mm. here as well. Yeah. I know she had a studio in Kent. Um, yeah, in the shed, apparently. Converted to a ghost house, I think, in the shed. Well, I call it a shed. It's a shed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pro- probably quite nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is from... Well, I think this is probably done with her Aramics machine as well. This mm. is from the um, Aramics album. Um, yeah. It's called... Um, Episode Metallic. Episode Metallic, yeah. Not uh, heavy metal, but yeah. Metallica. But Metallica. <laughs>
it's definitely Orem episode metallic. It's, it's very, very radiophonic workshop, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's got that to it. I don't know why it's all multi tracked as well, whether that's all done in one performance. I imagine it's taped and cut up. And yeah, it must have been done the same way. Yeah. And the, you can feel the drama in there. Well, you can. Yeah. They, obviously, they were writing a lot to radio and TV shows. Yeah, she did a lot of stuff for. BBC, but then she went on to, and she did a lot of stuff for advertise, you know, ads and things mm. like TV ads, commercial work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's got a, a big uh, catalogue of work, and uh, I've got the double album of hers, and that's got masses of it on there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, just fantastic stuff. Mm. Well, I found this um, album. I think it's been re-released. It was originally released in 1994 by. Um, Anthony Manning called Islets in Pink Pro- Polypropylene and it's a it's a strange album it's, it's an electronic album but he just made it on a single instrument the uh, Roland R8 drum machine um, and he decided to do this sort of tedious process of uh, tuning and making patterns and it's quite a challenge really because really, you wouldn't think it got that range on a no he's making machine. melodies out of it yeah. it's just a uh, and apparently each track took him uh, weeks and weeks and weeks to put together. He was like changing bits and redoing them. And, um, and he, at the end of it, he vowed never to do it again. <laughs> I mean, I suppose he's just in a similar that way. That was the way it was always done as well, wasn't it? Well, well it didn't need, no, this is 1994, so it wasn't, didn't need to do like this No, way. but I'm saying, in the origi- originally... Yeah, I was saying, yeah. Definitely. Worked for months on a piece. <laughs> yeah, he did it the old, the old way, yeah. like the uh, long way, like mm. a radiophonic workshop would do. Mm. Come across this because it's uh, Scanner's favourite album ever. Mm. And he's, he apparently played it live as well. I don't know how. So, um, yeah, this is called IPP.3 from Anthony Manning. Thank you. 
great. I mean, the outcome, even that long, tedious process, yeah. it's really individual, and I, I haven't really heard anything like that. It's got a sort of distinct West Coasty sound about it, in a way. Yeah. Sort of gamalami sound as well. That's right, yeah. Mm. It hasn't... But the rhythm and the pace is sort of own thing, isn't it? It's not well, it's, it's not, getting the timing as well with, by cutting up tape and getting that individual things where you've got those sort of shrills of notes. Mm. And everything flows, but it's yeah. uh yeah, very I mean amazing piece of work. Yeah. <laughs> but another piece of art next. Um our guest recently, um Steve Pellier, he uh, he worked with Mark Leckie on the on that amazing overpass piece. I'm not I'm not sure if he's worked on this, but there's a new piece that came out this week. Mm. Yeah, so the piece is made from a a video, um an iPhone video that's a chap just running into a bus stop and smashing through the through the glass and he, uh, he he sort of uses it repeats it and becomes something more profound with the with the cries and the uh, and the, yeah, the comments comments all around around him yeah it's really yeah. mesmerizing mm. this is um, an excerpt from it and it gets a bit more musical yeah and it's called to the old world thank you of your body It's on YouTube on the Fact Magazine site. It reminds me of um, Gavin Breyer's Jesus Blood. You know that track? Ah, oh, yeah, when the, the, guy, the old guy's repeating it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where he, um, he found that he heard this recording uh, of a homeless person singing this song that he looped it and made it into a whole symphony. Mm. Uh, amazing. I mean, it, becomes, it becomes extremely profound, doesn't it? It and, does, uh, yeah, yeah. So moving on to a classic piece by some uh, sort of a, you know quite genius type chaps. A bit of frippertronics, really. This is a classic example of it. This is from um, uh, Heavily Music Corporation. This is from um, the album No Pussyfooting, mm. which has um, had some very long tracks on it. These are these are shorter tracks from it. Uh, there was uh, I think a series of five short tracks, and this is. Um, Heavenly Music Corporation 4, and it's Robert Fripp and Brian Eno from 73. Oh. And uh, yeah, uh, 
Perry Eno developed uh, and Robert Fripp developed the tape system. It's also used by originally by De- Pauline Oliveras as well. The tape system. Yeah, the idea of Frippertronics. I think it came from Pauline Oliveras as well. Right. She used that system beforehand. So, yeah, this is uh, yeah interesting piece, quite ambient sort of dreamy Frippertronics. That I, you know, when I first bought that album, I used to just, I used to just a lot with the albums anyway. And I was just lay in the dark listening to the sounds <laughs> going around the room. It was oh, so, oh, yeah. and it's that repetitive thing over and over again. I, I just loved it. 
all those tape loops and stuff. And he is, I saw Robert Fripp perform yeah. for lockdown, and he had um, like a whole stack of um, even tides and you know, even yeah. tide delays. I think he, I mean, that's what he's, he's sort of. They're just like chained together, aren't they? I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the, one is enough. God. Yeah. But, uh, the way he puts them together and gets yeah. all that sounds amazing. Yeah. So we've got a couple of tracks from uh, your hosts next. Yes. <laughs> Mine hosts. Mine hosts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is from uh, my alter ego, Analog Mechanic, um, from a recent album, Finished at Long Last. Available on Bandcamp. Available on Bandcamp, yeah, plug, plug. <laughs> uh, and this is the, um, it's all based around the faults off of the coast of uh, Whitstable, yeah. or the coast of Kent, I suppose you could say, but it's, we can see them from Whitstable, the, um, mm. the Monsel's f- f- faults. Yeah. And uh, this one's, it's all about different elements of it, and this is called Watch, and it comes from the, you know, the people that are on Watch, that was the idea of it. Thank you. 
tip, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. A, a mixture of um, real gold and synthesised gold mixed in together on that as well. Oh, brilliant. Sort of, so it's quite interesting. And a lot of the um, no coast. Yeah. A lot of most of the synth stuff, but all no coast. Which oh. You could do so much with it, you just get lost in it. Yeah. It's just one of those machines that make you, or instruments, you call it a machine, but it is mm-hmm. an instrument. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes it, it draws you into it. Yeah. And did you use uh, the no control as well with it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that so was control. Yeah, so that was controlling all the elements within it as well. Mm. You must have been out on the boat trips. No, route, I want to go on one of the boat trips. Oh, that's actually, great. The actual faults. Yeah, they, they are. I mean, you know, you've, you've definitely got the, uh, the, you know, the atmosphere of, of them. Even from afar. Yeah, well, I observe them a lot, and I filmed them, and I've I've seen them on online. Uh, mm. The Mournful Thoughts Appreciation Society put a lot of stuff online yeah, about them. Yeah, yeah, that's quite interesting. So, um, seeing as you got put a track, and I thought I'd better put one of my tracks Absolutely. on. Absolutely. <laughs> just this is this is a piece I'm working on for a film, a documentary called Girl Taken, directed by Francois Verster and Simon Wood. And yes, it's work in progress. It should be out. I don't know. Hopefully, it'll be out this year. Hmm. And it's a story about a baby that's abducted by an hospital. True story. I don't want to spoil it. There is some good that comes out of it. Oh, that's good. But, um, yeah, this is a piece from it. We're using. I was using uh, musical instruments, rings mainly. Of like an orchestral sort of sound to it, as with with the um, 
sample and hold running on it. So yes. Mm. Yeah, it's using the Spitfire um, libraries of the art by the end of the year. Has that been released to cinemas or was it? Uh... Yeah, it'd be in festivals and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's made for cinema. So oh, it right. depends on whether what happens to cinemas, I suppose. Yes, yeah, <laughs> probably. Hopefully. Well, the last film we did, the short film, it was nominated for an Emmy. Oh, wow. And he has actually he's, he has won an Emmy in the past. He's done other documentaries, so well respected. Good. So moving on to a piece by Soft Metals next. Uh, yes, Soft Metals. Um, strange name, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah band I came across. And um, where did you find these then? I'm well, them. I've got this massive collection of uh, these. Uh, they're all um, not sample. What do you call it? Um, compilations. Compilation. That's what I'm looking for. From an album, it's uh, Electronic Encounters, a special edition, and it's all it's all vaguely connected with Close Encounters. Oh yeah. The theme, but they're all different bands, and they're all whether they were picked for the album or whether they actually contributed to the album, but they're all linked to it in some way. And this band, Soft Metals. Um, and this track's called Implanted Visions. So it's yeah, it's sort of come to the idea that if you're familiar with the film, he gets this sort of vision of the mountain all the time, doesn't he? Oh yeah. And he keeps trying to make it. He gets obsessed with it. Mashed potato. The mashed potato. <laughs> no. We've all been through that, haven't we? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I keep making synthesizers out of mashed potato. Well, like we say, it's more that that film is more about uh, mental health than it is about aliens. It is, but then I think most things, <laughs> UFOs are probably about mental health. <laughs> you could say that. So, yeah, this is yeah. Uh, implanted visions of self-mentors.
like that. A bit of the old 808 drum machine in there. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Driving, that, yeah. That film um, served as quite a big sales pitch for the ARP 2500 as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the guy that delivered it, the technician, apparently delivered it and set it up, and then nobody knew how to use it, said, can you play the... And so he didn't even know it was going to be in the film, but the guy sitting there actually didn't know it was going to be in the film. He ended up seeing the person playing it. There's a little... Uh, I've seen online, there's a series thing where people spotted synths in films and like oh. uh, one of the science fiction films contacting aliens using the leaving tide uh, machine and then there's another yeah. one recently where they were using a, a call oh one, one of the Volkers <laughs> Volkers yeah, yeah and there's, there's a well, part of the console in uh, one of the um, Star Treks apparently is a, is a synth yeah <laughs> they're just stuck in there yeah. like that like synth spotting synth in space <laughs> from our Coastal Electronauts Facebook group um, Sarah Pritchard got in contact with us and to introduce us to this artist and vocalist John V. Coleman who has a few, uh, a few different um, guises uh, Zero Corporation, Dark Zine, 80s Society, JC um, sent us a few tracks and they're just, it's just right in my sort of I'm a bit of a sucker for the early 80s vibe Oh yeah which is uh, my formative years mm. where the synth and new wave came in one of the tracks sent us is called uh, Waiting For You. It's a collaboration, I think, with the chap Roberto on Simpson, I think. Yeah, this is uh, John B. Coleman. Waiting For You. This static eyes and the code 
Sticking in the early 80s, 1981, yeah. for our banger. Got our banger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know how we missed this. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, Depeche Mode, with we, New we Life. Played, we played Depeche Mode before, I mean... We played Depeche Mode tracks, but not New Life. It's one yeah. of my f- favourite track, I think. Yeah? I Well, um, I mean, I, as I mentioned before, I followed them around the pubs of yeah, East, East London and Essex. Yeah, I know, you're one of their uh, original... Fans, yeah. Yeah, fans, aren't you, really? Yeah. I was going to say groupie there, but I shouldn't... Yeah, I didn't no, mean no, that. go that far. No. The, um, yeah. I said before, I found that, that picture, that photograph online of a gig I went to at the um, Moonlight Club oh, in West Hampstead. Right. Yeah. Just that yeah. tiny gig when they've got their tints stacked on beer crates. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. They Did they play at the Bridge House? Yeah, yeah, I saw them there, yeah. Um, Town, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, where else to see them? Crocs in Rayleigh. yeah. Yeah. Oh, Crocs? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. remember Crocs. Yeah. Yeah. So, Blimey. yeah, those are the days, the old days. And it's a sec- it was a second single, Dreaming of Me was the first one, wasn't it? Uh, oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, right, I thought this was the one that first... No, it was the first it? hit single, yeah. Dreaming of Me, and that, that, that B-side had the um, ice machine on, on it. Understood, but I'm not sure they used the Roland 100 on that one. Um, I used it in the studio. I think they, they when they got into the studio, they were working with um, Daniel Miller. Yeah. And they used they used the the um, twenty six hundred for the, to bolster up the drums. Oh. I don't know that. So they used they using the eight oh eight, but they used the uh, yeah twenty six hundred for the, the kick drum and everything. And uh, oh. yeah, and they used they was they used all sorts of things. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, you know, they used whatever. Um, yeah, Vince Clark. Daniel, Daniel Miller big, had big range of stuff, didn't he? So anyway, there you go. Classic 1980 track. Yes. New life. Okay. 
Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember getting into that stuff because I was sort of late into that because I was, uh, I was at, went to art college late. Mm. So all the people around me were playing that sort of stuff, and I'm, <laughs> I'm an old prog rocker sitting in the middle, and then uh, got into it like that way. They're yeah. all into Depeche Mode and Adam and the Ants, and I had that playing oh, for yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, so got into it that way. I think it's the best era. Oh. And it's, uh, there's a lot of it about now, though, isn't there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks again for listening tonight. Yes, yeah. Join yeah. us on the Facebook group, Coastal Electronauts. Yeah, Twitter and Facebook. Lots of nice chat going on there. Yeah, especially with a super fan, Lorraine. Yeah, Lorraine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello, Lorraine. Yeah, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for uh, encouraging us each, each week. Yes, it's fabulous, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.